The Abadit life is a philosophy. It's a lifestyle. We represent those who take any specific endeavor seriously while putting forth an honest and prudent effort. It's a mindset, an elevated standard of professionalism, honor, and dedication to a cause or action. We show extreme courage and bravery in times of stress or overwhelming odds. We don't make excuses. We don't talk about it. We be about it. All moves. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 72 of the All Moves Podcast. This is Anthony Manaya speaking. Um, welcome, everybody, to the show. Today's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we're doing something new. I'm going to be answering some questions. Yes, for the first time ever, I am going to be answering some questions. Uh, I've been meaning to do this for a while. Um, just never got the chance to do it. So, uh, today I put it, I put up a little question box, a little last minute, a little last minute. We still got a lot of questions. Um, people were asking me on my Instagram at Anthony Manio one is my Instagram. Um, people were asking me questions and, and about a month ago, I put the same question box up on my Instagram story and um, and I was actually answering questions on my Instagram story and people loved it, right? So a lot of today's questions are kind of like the same questions they asked over a month ago. So I'm going to go back to those questions a month ago that people asked and I'm going to uh, go over them here today. And also, I'm going to go over some questions that people ask me today as well. But a lot of the questions, again, overlap. Like a lot of people ask me the same questions in different forms. So um, I, I kind of took some of the best ones and I'm going to go over them here, give them a little bit more context. Even some of these questions I, I answered before, um, but now I get to give a little bit more context on it. So I'm planning to do this about once a month as well. I do four, uh, four all moose podcasts a month, right? So I, that's once I do once a week. I do an all moose podcast. I do the breakdown about three or four times a week, and um, I'm looking to do this Q and A once a month. So out of those four all moose episodes, I am going to do a Q and A. Well, that's the plan, unless I have a topic. The way I come up with these topics is people ask me these questions all the time. People ask me questions, uh, clients that I work with, and I take like the theme of the week of what people ask me or if, if I have a really good conversation, I'm like, oh, that'd be great for the podcast. And then I talk about it, which is why you would hear me say a lot of the things over and over and over again, because they're very important. If I'm repeating myself, it's because I want people to understand what I'm saying. A lot of the things I say goes over people's head. And it's like, if you really took it serious, you would see the benefit from it. You would see how important this is because I speak to a lot of people and a lot of the same stuff comes up over and over. Even when I ask the question, even when I told people to, to ask me questions, a lot of the same questions pop up over and over and over again. So this is why I'm going to continue to speak my message and find new ways to deliver it. Um... So let's just get started on today's episode. The first question, 
What do you recommend for people trying to break free from addictions and not able to focus? Now, I'm not going to say anybody's name here because there's a lot of names. There's a lot of people that that, uh, ask me questions with no name and also with names that I can't even pronounce, I can't even say. So I just rather not say anybody's name because I don't want to mess up anybody's name, right? Even the easy ones, like somebody like Sarah, I don't want to say that, right? So so uh, um, just because it's not fair to other people. So to avoid any, you know, anybody feeling bad that I messed up their name, um, I'm not going to say any names. So the question again is, what do you recommend for people trying to break free from addictions and not able to focus? First of all, we have to study. What got you into addictions in the first place? What got you addicted to whatever it is you are addicted to? Right. So let's say you're someone who's addicted to uh, you say break free from addiction. So it should be something that you feel like it's not good for you. Right. So I would say you are probably, you know, let's say you're addicted to cigarettes or something. Right. Or you're addicted to drugs or alcohol or something. The question is. What why are you. What got you into these addictions? What are you running away from? See, when there's there's a problem that people do not address, whether it's the problems in the mind, the problems of life, right? You experience when you while you're living every single day, you experience problems, problems in your workplace, problems in your relationship, problems with your health, problems in general, right? And, or, and, and when those problems come about, if you do not address those problems, you are escaping from them, right? So the problems come in front of your face and you're like, whoa, I don't want to see this. It's too overwhelming for me. And you choose to escape from it. And you're doing something, right? You, you're, you're Instead of to, to forget about the problem, to ignore the problem, you're shifting your energy to this other thing, which becomes an addiction, right? To help ease the pain, to help distract yourself. So I would say you are able to focus. You are able to focus, but you're just not focused on the things that will do something positive for you, right? You're focused on these addictions. That means you have the ability, if you want to, to be consistent on something in life. If, if you felt that it would benefit you, you would be consistent and you would focus on it because the same way you're focused on whatever it is you're addicted to is the same way how you can shift that energy to something else. So I would say study the truth, study the facts, study your current situation, right? You must observe what are you running away from, right? Observe the thing you are running away from. Observe yourself, observe your life. And see the reality for what it is. Once you study that and you address those problems head on, you can now shift that ability you have to focus on getting better, right? On focusing on yourself and you'll stop distracting yourself and you'll start getting closer to truth.
So to break free from it, you have to truly say, look, this is there's no there's no tactics, right? People want to look for tactics of breaking away from addictions. Uh, you know, don't show up, go, go visit this place. These people will tell you, look, if you want to stop, right? If you want to stop, you would stop. Right. For a long time, I was addicted to sugar, to milkshakes and ice cream. And it sounds silly to some people, but I was eating this stuff three or four times a day. Right. Three or four times a day is it was the only thing that gave me this feeling while I was playing video games, being 18 years old. It was the only thing that gave me a sense of meaning, sense of purpose. Right. I was running away from the fact that I had no meaning to my existence, that I did not have any goals in my life. I did not have something to look forward to in my life. So I would just sit there and just, you know, eat these these things that taste good, right? But it gave me something to do. And, um, you know, I just shift that energy to becoming better. I, 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 I wanted to see what was it that I was running away from and how can I create meaning to my life? So that's what I recommend you do is to uh, get close to the truth, stop distracting yourself, see the problem for what it is, and shift that ability you have to focus to becoming better. <clears throat> Next question. Let's see. Um, why do we choose to escape? Well, it's funny because I just I just spoke about it just now is is there's many different things there's problems that you're not addressing that overwhelm people people are afraid of those problems people are afraid of those things that come up in their life right the challenges that come up um but more importantly is people don't have something to focus on people don't focus on that if if you don't have any meaning if you don't have a true, true, you don't have goals, you don't have a real purpose in your life, at least something that you feel like that gives you that type of um, reason to wake up every single day, that energy that you wake up with this energy every single day because this is what you want to do. And then all you're going to do is escape reality because reality is boring. Reality is boring for people when you have no intention. To do anything with yourself. You have no intention to do nothing with your life, right? Nothing you look forward to. So what happens is you escape that, right? You look for you look to distract yourself. So I would say most people escape because it's the feeling of meaninglessness that leads to that. Um, when there's no purpose in one's life, boredom kicks in. And then the pursuit of happiness becomes their main focus. And we're talking about the pursuit of pleasure, temporary pleasure. And from moment to moment, people are looking to live a temporary, like a pleasurable existence, right? I got nothing to focus on in my life. There's no real purpose. So let me distract myself with something. And every minute people look to uh, keep themselves occupied with something. And then that leads to more problems, right? Because while you're doing that, that's going to lead, you know, the, first of all, the te it's temporary pleasure, so it doesn't last. And also, whatever it is you're choosing to do, to do, if you do it long enough, it will lead to more problems within that field, right? So let's say you get into a meaningless relationship, 
because you're you're bored. Let's just be honest. You're bored. You're desperate. Um, you just want to put your focus on this other person for temporary, you know, uh, temporary pleasure. And then that turns into another problem, right? That there's drama within that relationship. You don't know uh, what if you accidentally get someone pregnant. Now you have a kid that you don't really want. See, so it that has anything you do has the potential to lead to more problems, which again, people want that. Why? Because it gives them something to focus on. Problems mean something to solve, right? Something to solve means, oh, I got focus in my life and this becomes my purpose now, right? I was bored. I got into a meaningless relationship. That meaningless relationship, I got a child now that I did not want. Now you got this baby mama drama. And then now it's just like, man, there's that's, that becomes your focus. But then it goes downhill from that. People are not doing that. People are not saying, well, I want to get a baby my mistake so I can, unless, I don't know, unless that's what, they, that's what they, they're saying. But most people are not. It's not intentional, right? They just wanted to have a little bit of fun. But then again, when you, uh, when you look to distract yourself, when you seek temporary pleasure, it always leads to more pain. Next question. Who do you learn from? <clears throat> now, before when, when they asked me this question, I said, everyone, I am constantly observing. The truth is in the details. That's what I wrote down for uh, for the person who sent me that question. But who do you learn from? And the fact is, I am a observer of life. And I learn from everything and anything. I look around, I see things, I see people, I see what happens when people distract themselves, I see people who are close to the truth, people who care about reality, meaning the actual situations, the actual problems, what is, right? The people who actually care about truth, I see how their life is going. I start to see, you know, what happens when people, you know, in, in, in all areas of life, I look at and I'm observing. So I learn from everybody and everything. I read a lot of books as well. That's one way I learn, but that's 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 I read a lot of books to learn the perspective and the mentality of different types of people, right? Of human beings. And I also during conversations, I see people who who when they say certain things just so uh they won't reveal themselves, right? Um so I'm very very aware of every conversation I have, I'm aware of every single person that uh, I come across. I'm aware of everything. I'm out in a restaurant. I'm just looking at people, not judging, just observing and just seeing what is, right? What is actually happening in front of me? Um, it's it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my study. It's very important to me to, to be learning in every second. Um, even when I get a, you know, if I, if, if I'm in a cab or something and, you know, based on, uh, the conversation I'm having with the driver, I would like to see how that affects his driving. Does that affect his decision-making? Um, the, and, and just little things that I look for when it comes to human beings and just life in general. Um, that's, that's what I'm doing every single day. So I'm always observing and I learn from everybody. Next question. Um, 
No, no. Let's see. <clears throat> Hopefully you guys are getting some value out of this already. Um, hold on. I don't know why my computer is acting up real quick. Okay. Here's one. <clears throat> Do you believe in true love? Well, I do believe in true love. And also, there's another question, uh, which I would answer both together, is what does love mean to you? So, do I believe in true love, which was one question that was asked. And another one was, do, what, does, what does love mean to you? So, I'll answer both at the same time. So... Do I believe in true love? I do. However, like I told this person before, true love is very, very rare, and most people will never experience it. It requires a serious mind that is free from all forms of mental suffering. Unfortunately, most people search for love because they're suffering, which eventually leads to more pain, like I said earlier, right? Um, when you pursue temporary pleasure, it will lead to more pain because the pleasure doesn't last. And also that can lead to more problems. Um, so I do believe in true love. But again, one must have, one must be free from all mental suffering in order to be able to experience that. Because to me, now it leads into the other question. And the other question is, you know, what does love mean to me? And love for me is you have this extreme, this, this passion, this energy, this alertness, this awareness to this thing that you say that you love. Whether it's a person, whether it's a career, whether it's a hobby, whatever it is that you say you love, right? Which is why when you love what you do, you are you are 100% aware of what you're doing. For me, I, I love what I do, which is why which is why every single second I'm always learning. Every single second I'm always working, right? It's literally my mind is running 24/7. While I'm sleeping, I'm coming up with ideas. I'm trying to observe things in my mind. Like it's very weird. Like I come up with some topics uh, uh, on the podcast or some quotes that I come up with while I'm sleeping. I wake up, boom, I have a topic, right? My mind is rolling. My mind is always active every second of the day. If I'm watching a film, my mind is always rolling, right? I'm saying, oh, this is how people will react to this. Like I, I, I see the psychology behind uh, the moves people make right? So when you love something, that's what you do. You are, you are always alert. You are always aware. You have this energy, uh, the energy you put towards this thing, right? So true love, to say true love, meaning I, I, I am absolutely 100% uh, not only aware not only alert, but I'm giving my energy, all of my energy to this one person or to this one thing, right? So that is very, very rare. 
very rare because people usually get into relationships for themselves. So this is what people do. They get into, if you're talking about relationships, right? People get into relationships for themselves. If you're talking about careers, you're you're talking about people who get into a career for the wrong reasons, right? They get into it, oh, because, oh, just money. I want to get, you know, be able to pay my bills and whatever it is. Um, they, a lot of people get into things for the wrong reasons. So you have to question, is it true love? Because why aren't you putting all of your energy into it? Why aren't you putting, why aren't you aware? Why aren't you, uh, paying attention to the details if you claim that you love this thing, right? So that's what love means to me. So now we take that definition of what I said and you put it into, let's just say, um, let's just say in the context of relationship, because I know that's what most people want to know. I, I think for me, love, love is, is love. Love is, you just love in general. It's not a particular thing, person, or anything else. If you love, you love. You live life with purpose, right? So that means everything you do, you would you you would love it. You only do what you would love, right? Because you're someone who values that. So you give a hundred, a hundred percent in everything you do. That includes a relationship. But when you get into a relationship for selfish reasons, you have to question that. Do you really love this person? Because if I'm a suffering mind, again, this is great because earlier I talked about escape. Right? The first question I answered was about escaping. So what if you getting into a relationship is a form of escape from your problems? What does that mean? That means you're only involved with this person for temporary reasons, right? You're involved with this person just to escape what is. That means you're not focused on reality. That means you're not, you're not paying attention to the facts. You're not paying attention to the truth. So how how is it possible if you're not paying attention to the truth? You're escaping from what is. How can you give all of your energy? We're talking about all of your energy to this to this other person to pay attention to what they're doing, to pay attention to 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 have to have such an awareness of what's going on to this other person if you don't have that awareness for yourself. Something to think about, right? Because you're searching for love for all the wrong reasons. And you don't never search for love. You just love and then you attract it, right? You live life with love and everything you do, you love it. And you do it with a purpose. You do it 100%. You do things because you love the craft. You do things, you get into relationships because you attracted the right person where you can see, wow, I can give my entire energy into this relationship because I love myself. I love where I'm going in life. She loves where she's going in life. Or he loves, like you're the opposite person of you, right? Whoever the person you're looking to get into partnership with. In my case, it'll be, you know, a woman who loves what she does. 
a woman who is focused on herself, building herself up, becoming better at what it is she's doing, right? Solving all of her problems as soon as the problems present themselves. I'm doing the same thing. And once we link up, it happens organically. When we cross paths, it's like, oh, this makes sense. We can build, we can grow, we can make this happen. So in order to, uh, for this question, and I'm going to end it with, with this, do I believe in true love? Absolutely. I just think it's very, very rare because people get into things for all the wrong reasons. That can be relationship and careers and everything. People do things for escape rather than the actual love. And what does love mean to me is giving your entire energy into something without conflict, without hesitation. This is what I love. This is what I'm into. This is what I'm passionate about. And you put all your energy into that. That's what that means to me. Next question. Hopefully you guys are liking this. I like it so far. What inspires you? Simple question. Well, responsibility inspires me. Knowing the fact that I'm in full control inspires me. And this idea of what it means to be a real man. I like the fact that I want to know how far I can take this mind. How how smart are how smart can a human being actually be? How aware can a human being actually be? Where he views life in such a way where he's observing everything that comes his way. How aware can a man be? This is why when it comes to responsibility, when it comes to challenges, to be able to solve those problems, that to me, it gives me an opportunity to show what I'm all about. It gives me an opportunity to prove that how far we can actually go. So when something happens in my life, I'm like, okay, let's see. Everything is based on how I react to it, right? Everything is based on my perspective in life. So let's see if I address the situation. How do how can I solve this problem based on viewing it from a different angle? If I just viewed it from a different angle and I observed the actual problem, can I solve this problem? And that what that inspires me because it gives me the opportunity to do that. Right? And this idea of what it means to be a real man, you know, being a real man to me and it inspires me to step up to show up and to lead by example, to be honorable, to be responsible, to have empathy, to be aware, to be observant, to be loving, right? To love in general, not to love a particular thing, person, an object, but to love. And when you love, you do everything at 100%. That's what inspires me. Next question. What is your favorite quote that you created? Now, when somebody asked me this question before, I gave them a quote that I didn't create, which was how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, This time, I'm going to give you guys a answer that 
a real one, right? Uh, a quote that I created myself, which is, the truth hurts the most to those who continue to lie to themselves. It's one of my favorite ones that I ever said, because this is facts. Uh, people don't want to hear the truth. They much rather ignore the truth. They much rather stay ignorant um, just so they won't feel like, uh, uh, just so they, they can stay in their illusion, right? Just so they can stay in comfort, just so they're not in conflict, right? The conflict of, oh, I know the reality of this, but I'm, I'm choosing to lose, right? And nobody wants to know that they're choosing to lose. That's not what people want to hear. So I think um, that is by far one of my favorite quotes, for sure. And also, losing is the choice you make when you fail to take responsibility. That's that's one of my favorite ones as well. Um, before I keep going, we're going to have to take a break. Um, it's about that time. We're going to have to take a real break. So just give me a minute and we'll be right back. Appreciate you guys. You're listening to the All Moves Podcast. Family, thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show, listening to the show. And I'm not going to take too long. Real quick, I just want to let you guys know, if you want to be a true supporter of the podcast and you want to donate to the All Moves Podcast um, just for better quality, um, to 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 allow ourselves to put out better episodes. We're going to try new things uh, moving forward, get better equipment, right? If you want to be a true supporter of the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash all moves. Now there's a little dash between all and moves. So that's anchor.fm forward slash all dash moves. Um, when you go there, you can click support this podcast and you can live. You can leave as little as a dollar a month, right? If you are a true supporter, if you love this show and you want to donate every single month, um, again, like I said, for better quality shows to allow ourselves to do something, uh, uh, you know, try new things and, and to continue to uh, build this thing bigger and bigger and bigger. It'll mean a lot to me to give a small donation. Uh, you can contribute ten bucks a month, four dollars a month, or even just a dollar a month, ninety nine cents. Um, it'll mean a lot to me if you do so. I will make it. Uh, I will find some way where we can uh, connect personally. Connect. Jump on the phone. Um, just so I can say thank you. Probably answer one of your questions. Um, yeah, so it truly mean a lot to me if you want to become a supporter of the show and uh, allow this podcast to continue to grow bigger than ever before. And also, if you want to be a part of my About It Club, my About It Club membership is only seven days for free, right? And after that is 25 bucks a month, right? It's all exclusive content, um, you know, on, on human nature, on business, on philosophy, where I do a weekly series called The Breakdown, not the quote breakdown, The Breakdown, where I talk about some inner circle stuff uh, with all the members. Um, you know, I've worked with people from all over the world. And, you know, you have the opportunity now to sign up seven days for free, right? After that is 25 bucks a month. And now we can jump on the phone um, so I can answer any of your questions on what it is that uh, I can help you with, right? So 
Again, so you you can check that out, theaboutitclub.com. You can also check out theaboutitlife.com, which is where you can buy the All Moves apparel. Uh, not the All Moves apparel, the About It Life apparel, I'm sorry. You can have you, you can go get cups, uh, T-shirts, uh, hoodies, um, hats. Um, this real popular one that's going around is the camel hat one. You guys will see me always wearing it. If you listen, if you watch my videos or you see any pictures of me, I'm always wearing the camel hat, the about it life camel hat, because we, the about it life soldiers. And, uh, if you want to represent, if you want to be a soldier, the about it life soldier, get yourself a camel hat at the That being said, uh, let's bring you back to the epic episode of the Almost Podcast. Thank you so much, fam. Welcome back, everybody, to the Almost Podcast. You're listening to episode 72. This is your boy, Anthony Manaya speaking. And uh, yeah, let's continue the second part of the show. Hopefully, you guys are find, finding this valuable. I'm going to, uh, throughout the next month, I'm going to be asking these you know, uh, question boxes on my Instagram stories again. I'm going to tell people, you know, to ask me questions and you can, your question can be featured on the show. So <clears throat> let's continue on. Um, what is something that most people don't know about you? Well, most people don't know that I, let me see. Well, mo- one thing that most people don't know is that growing up, I actually used to be a lefty. Right, I used to write with my left hand. I was playing tag one time outside, and um, I ran into a car that had, like, I turned the corner. It it was weird because it was in a basement, and I didn't know the car was there. So, so just imagine you're going down an alleyway, and then you make a left, and when you make a left, you bump into a car. Like, what the hell is this car parked right on the corner? When you make a left turn, it's just stupid. So there's this car parked, but the 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 um, the lights, the headlights were broken, right? It was a piece of glass. It was all broken. So the glass um, went straight into in, in through my wrist, right? So I I went full speed turning left, and then boom, like my wrist, it it was weird. Like my wrist went back, and then the glass went inside my wrist. And like so, I I I fractured and I I broke my wrist, right? And I was cut open. I broke my wrist. I had to wear a cast, and uh, I had stitches there. I had to wear like this thing over my wrist for for a while, right? And during that time, I had to learn how to write with my right hand. So that's what I did. I learned to write with my right hand because I couldn't write in school. So right with my right hand, I learned that. And then ever since then, I never went back to writing with my left hand. So I am originally a lefty. I do everything with my left. And um, I write with my right hand. That That is something that is a fun fact. Um, I still got the scar on my left wrist. Um, that is something that people don't know. People don't know that I'm actually into... Uh, magic as in the work that magicians do the trickery uh i'm into that the psychology behind magic i'm also into the psychology behind professional wrestling um 
and uh, anything that involves psychology, I'm I'm interested in. Um, but obviously, you guys you guys know that, so that doesn't count. But the reason why you know magic and professional wrestling is because people you know it's it, it's a trick. Most people know it's fake, but it's literally getting by storytelling, by doing certain things, it can get you to buy into it, like filmmaking as well. How a movie, how you can see Iron Man dying in a movie, right? Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> Iron Man dying in a movie, and then you say, and then you and then people start to cry. People are crying that Iron Man is dead. And it's like, wow, that's so interesting to me where I can't even go to the movies. If I go to the movies, I'm observing the audience. I'm seeing how sucked in they're into the fucking film. And those things are just extremely interested to me, like how we know this is fake, but we want to buy into these illusions. We want to we want to believe in something. And to me, those things are very, very interesting. Let's go to the next question. <clears throat> no, see a lot of these questions repeat themselves. Uh, no, no. Okay, this one. How do you choose discipline when you don't feel like it? Again, when you love, and we're talking about love in general, not love a particular person, a thing, because that's not that's not real. We're talking about love. In order to love, you have to love. And you have to love. That's something, that's who you are, right? I love. And when you love, you do everything at 100%. So for me, there there is no conflict. See, I, I'm starting to change my thought on discipline. Even though it's very interesting because I'm somebody who talked about it Um you know, I did a very, very, not, I don't want to say famous video, but a video that went semi-viral that said uh, choosing discipline over comfort, right? How do you choose discipline when you don't feel like it? And I did a video that said discipline over comfort. But is it, there's something about discipline where when you say it, people people don't really understand, right? It means I don't feel like doing it. Everything's telling me not to. Right, but I start. I see what's most important, and I do it anyway. I show up regardless, right? Whether I feel like it or not, I have to show up. So I have no choice, right? Because this is the only choice for me. If I don't feel like doing it, I know that I have to do it. I realize what's most important in the times I say I don't feel like it, right? But one th- one interesting thing that's came, you know. I'm always challenging my philosophy, challenging my ideas, challenging who I am as a human being. And I'm realizing that I live without conflict. I live without contradiction, right, within my philosophy and the moves I want to make. So the second my body or something in my mind says, oh, I don't feel like doing it, right, the vibe, the energy says, eh, you know, Make, like it, it's making it an excuse automatically because that's the body searching for comfort, right? That's the body telling you, yo, relax a little bit, right? And the second that that does that, it's like I want to do the opposite. 
right, in all areas in my life. So there's no conflict anymore where I'm forcing myself to do something. It's more like, yes, I want to do it because, again, I view those times, those things as opportunities, right? Those times are opportunities for me to prove to myself that, yeah, I'm in full control. I have to take the responsibility. It goes back to what inspires me. So if this inspires me, I I don't think it's an act of discipline anymore. I think now this is just who I am, right? Um, It's, it's, I I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm going to get, I'm going to dive into this topic later down the road. But to me, if you say, you know, how do you choose discipline when you don't feel like it? It's like, it's, there's no choice for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, This is what inspires me. This is what what makes me want to uh, become better in life, right? This is this this is what makes me. Um, I I don't know how to explain it. This this is what I. This is what I want to do again because I love it. I love this. In those moments, it's like yes, I'm I'm going to prove to myself that I'm built to win. I'm going to prove to myself that it it is all up to me. Right. So that's how I choose it for you. You know, if you don't in those moments, if you don't see what's more important, you're going to do what's most comfortable. And um, then that's when it's always conflict. There's always conflict between what it is you feel like doing most of the time and what it is that you need to do in order to get your life in a positive direction. So hopefully to answer your question. Next one. Uh, uh, I went into that already. I ain't got to go into that. Um, tell us about your father or an influential father figure in your life. I I said it before. If you're a fan of the show, I don't know if you are or not. If this is your first episode, you probably never heard it before, but... Um, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my dad. Um, my dad is a is an immigrant, right, from Dominican Republic, came to America with nothing, right? Um, one story that stands out the most is my dad used to ride a bike to uh he used to ride like 10 miles to work a job because he couldn't afford to to have a car, right? And when he had me and my brother he would ride to the, uh, um, no, no, before he had me and my brother, he was trying to stack up money. He was trying to make it in America. So he would take jobs, right? And he would not make an excuse. He would leave early mornings, right? Let's say he starts at eight o'clock. He would leave two or three hours before, get on his bike, bicycle, right? And ride these miles in order to be able to make it to this job, right? And use that money to be able to pay rent, to be able to stack it up, to get a better job, you know? So he would flip jobs. That was, that was his mentality. Um, you know, he would just be like, and, and like he would, he would ride his bike to these jobs. And then the second he felt like he was disrespected in these jobs, he would quit and then he'll, he'll get another one. Right, but he'll stack up all of his money. He'll save, and he he had this strong work ethic to make sure that he does not struggle ever again. And you know, one thing also that inspired me growing up is he he, he taught me responsibility. He taught me hard work, 
And he taught me that regardless of what time he sleeps, he he says, regardless of what time he sleeps, and he loves to drink his beer, right? That's what he loves to do. He loves to drink his little Coors Light. And um, he said, regardless of what time I go to sleep, regardless how much I drink, he says, I'm still waking up every single day at 5 a.m. And he's never missed a day of work. As I've I, I've seen him, you know, growing up with my pops, he he's never missed, you know, a um. Hold on, give me a second, cause my cat is uh, being a little bit annoying, interrupting the podcast. I don't know if you hear him, but he's like meowing all over the place. What happened? So yeah, so. My pops never, I never seen him miss, miss a day at work, right? Like he was, he would, he would, he would wake up early mornings, work all day, every day. And um, because of that, I saw that from him and I saw how we treat my mom. I saw how, how, you know, his, his idea of what it means to be a man. And I just took that modified it to, to my own self where, you know, I'm not a guy that, that, that can work jobs, Right. I never actually worked a true nine to five in my life. So I, you know, I, I learned from him in that way and then say, okay, how can I take that, but to another level? Right. So, um, that's, that's, that's a little history lesson on my pops. And, uh, which is why I feel like it's very important to have that male figure in your life, especially if you're a young man, young boy growing up. You know, it's good to see those qualities. And my dad never taught me this by telling me, like, hey, this is what it is. He would show it in his actions, and I would have to observe. And I always been an observer when I was young. I always observed my dad. I observed people older than me. This is how I know this is what I'm into, because I, I always observed, and I always saw it, like, oh, this, and I made something out of it, right? Um, he never told me, oh, this is how it is. This is what you should do. But he uh, he definitely led by example. So that's about my pops. <clears throat> How do you face negative people, especially when they are your family members? Anytime you are chasing greatness, anytime you are focused on bettering yourself in life, anytime you are looking to just become better, right? And you're doing something that is exposing people's mediocrity, right? You're doing something that, you know, you're, you're, you're working on your passion while people are, are comfortable, miserable in their regular nine to five jobs, right? They're going to be negative and they're going to talk about problems and they're going to talk about things that don't matter. And what I did was, you know, my family, you know, you know, my mom and, in. Uh, there's family members. I don't want to bring you know anybody in particular, but there's people that would talk about problems all the time, right? And I would have to stay in my zone. I would have to create my own environment. I would have to leave the house when these negative people come over. Um, I would have to make adjustments, right? So if if to face negative people, you're going to have to move on, right? Um, and all you all you can do is Stay as far away, avoid those conversations, right? Avoid those negative conversations because all they're going to do is try to bring you down. 
And it's all, you know, they're doing it for love, right? They feel like it's out of love. They feel like it's the best advice that they know. You know, don't go for this because of that, or don't do this because of this, right? And they feel like they, they, they it's two things. They're, they're doing it because they generally are concerned about you, right? They're truly concerned about you know, about what you're doing. And the second thing, it exposes their mediocrity, right? So all you can do is move forward, do what it is that you got to do, work on yourself, become successful. And by the time you come back, right, you're just a totally different person that those conversations will no longer happen anymore. Now people treat you and talk to you differently because you went out and you did something with yourself. You've grown. You're a different human being. And they're like, wow, well, I always knew you can do it. Wow. And then the conversation changes. They become more interested in you. Um, you know, they'll, they'll start to see, oh, you know, how did you do this? Or what did you do? Or what are you doing now? Or, And, you know, now they start to become your friend, right? Um, when you're on the come up, it's very hard to uh, to be around this energy to be around these people and then to go out and try to win. So you're going to have to create your own environment. You're going to have to step away from that. Um, and uh, yeah, limit your time. I'm not saying completely ignore these people because sometimes it's your loved one. It's probably your mom, your brother, whoever it is, right? Um, but you're going to have to move forward and focus on yourself. And and then, you know, of course, you make time those once a week or if you hang out with them every day, make it five days a week, make it four days a week, like limit your time, make it one day a week, right? Limit your time where you're prepared for this stuff, right? And you're not getting thrown off your game. Next question. <clears throat> what do you do when you feel stuck or feel unmotivated? Again, the same thing when it comes to, you know, how do you stay disciplined? All these questions. These are these are questions. If you're feeling stuck, you only feel stuck when there's contradiction and when there's conflict within your philosophy and what you're doing, right? Um, it's like when people say, hey, I want change, but they don't want to do the work, right? That's where the conflict's at. I want change. I want change. But then, oh, I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like that. And you're trying to change the fact that you don't feel like doing it. So the real question is, you know, people are asking is, oh, well, when I don't feel like doing it, how do I just do it? Right? It's like, you just don't feel like doing it. And you don't see the importance of doing it. You don't see the importance of, of taking action. Like for me, I never feel unmotivated right? The only thing I feel is when I burn myself out, when I'm going too hard, and when I don't take the necessary rest, because that's irresponsible. For me, if I don't rest, right, and I'm I'm just working, 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 and I'm burning myself out, you know, there's times that I feel foggy and cloudy, and I can't get anything done, right? Like, my mind is just, I, I, I've been, I've been thinking too much. I've been working out too much. And I just feel so, I just need to sleep this whole day. Right. And I listen to my body where I'm like, oh shit, man. Like I, I can't get anything done today. And that's the feeling of sluggish. Like you feel sluggish, clouded, and that can be confused with being unmotivated, but <clears throat> it's like, I want to continue, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm giving poor quality. 
right? I'm giving, I'm giving the, the quality of work is not, it's not up there. You know what I mean? So for me, um, if you're living in your purpose, again, if you love, you love. I should call that, this is the episode, you love, you love, because it comes down to that when you truly love what you're doing, there, there, there is no more conflict, right? When you love what you're doing, it's like you want to know, you're observant, you're aware, you want to, you're alert, you want to put, you, you have so much energy into what you're doing so that, that there is no more conflict. So if you feel stuck, you have to see where, you only feel stuck because you're not, you're not making any moves, right? Because you don't want to, or something is stopping you, but then your philosophy is saying something different, right? It's like, yeah, I got to do this. I got to make this happen. Yeah, I got to go this way. But then you're like, oh, I don't really want to do it. Oh, I'm not really. And then that's when the person just stays in the same place. They're afraid to move forward, right? They want to stay in the same place. So um, you got to get passionate. You got to focus on your passion, right? Um, I it's hard for me to answer this question because I, I I don't feel unmotivated. This is this is what inspires me. This is what gets me moving. This is what this is what gets me to feel alive, right? And um, when you live like that, there's nothing that can stop you, right? So. If you feel stuck, feel unmotivated, again, you gotta ask yourself, am I am I am I doing what I love? And if I'm not, or if I am, is there conflict within my philosophy and what I'm doing? And then that that when you observe that, you gotta get that aligned, and then you won't feel like this anymore. Next question. Hold on, give me a second, because my my cat is going in right now. Yeah, my cat, my cat interrupted me. My cat Mello's uh, being getting all hyper. Um, here's another question, right? And uh, we're gonna do two more questions before we end it. Are you religious or spiritual? This one comes up a lot. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't consider. And this is what I wrote down when someone asked me this question. And I'm going to go over it. Um, I wouldn't consider myself religious or spiritual. I'm, I'm an observer of life. Look at nature in its rawest form and see how relentless trees are. Look at the lion chasing after the zebras, the birds eating the worms, the snakes swallowing the rats, etc. Look at an animal's eyes, ears, nose, teeth, the color of, a, of its blood and how it procreates and how most need water to survive. When you do, you will see how similar we are to these animals. To think human beings whose mind has the ability to create illusions and fantasy have all the answers is something to think about. Um, that is my answer to that question. I, I just don't think that human beings 
have the capacity or have the ability to see what's actually going on. Um, it's like how birds can fly. That's their powers. We have the ability to create illusions and fantasy. And there's a thin line, right? It's like there's a thin line between what's real and what's not. You know, it's like when I said people cry when they see Iron Man dying. It's like they're so into the story. The story, knowing that it's not real, knowing that it's not legit, but we still have this thing in our mind where we can't see the difference, right? We'll still get emotional as if one of our best friends died, right? Like somebody we knew died and Iron Man dies, we still get that emotion. We start crying, start thinking about it in that moment, right? So if we have the ability to do that, for me, I feel that what human beings claim to be true, that, that there's something that we need to we need a question about it and we need to do more research on that. Um, I, I just don't think we have the ability to know what what is actually going on outside of what's available to us here. Um, clearly, we're a part of something that's way bigger than us, right? We're talking about we're like a dot on the wall in the fucking galaxy, right? We're like a little dot on the floor. You know, just imagine your your entire house, right? And you're like just one little dot on in the corner, right? And And, and that's what we are. Right, and this galaxy is huge and it's filled with so many different things that we can't even understand and comprehend or figure out why is this even going on, right? So that's just my my thing. Um, for me, I like the idea that I'm in full control. I like the idea that um, I have the ability to, um, <clears throat> I have the, based on my philosophy, um, based on certain principles, based on my perspective of life, I have the ability to create the life that I choose to live. And uh, I run with that idea. And again, I'm not saying that there is or not anything out there. I What I'm saying is that I, I don't know. And I'm not saying whether or not it's real or not. What I'm saying is I, I would love to, I would love to see, right? I, and I'm curious to know. Um, I'm open-minded to know, but, uh, as of right now, that's, I, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself that, uh, religious or spiritual. I would call myself an observer of life. Next question. Let me go fast here. Um, Oh man, there's a lot of questions here. I don't have enough time. Um, going through a lot of questions here. Okay, let's let's look into more of the questions. Again, fam, this is my first time doing this, so bear with me here. I'm looking for <clears throat> um why do people fear? Right? Why do people live in fear and don't seek growth? Why do people stay the same? So the question is why do people 
uh, why do people live in fear and don't see growth? And why do people stay the same? Okay, so that's like a three part, two part question. Okay, so why do people live in fear? Let's start. Let's start with that. Well, people live in fear out of straight comfort. People fear the unknown, right? It's just like this idea with death, right? Human beings have have are so interested in this idea of death that we've created this stuff where it's like this is what happens after death. This is what people say that may happen after death or this is the stories. Like this idea of what will happen after death is what you know, people are scared of, right? So, which is why they'll be, you know, uh, they'll follow a certain belief system where they have to live a good life now in order to to live a good life after they're dead, right? Like if if they believe in that stuff, that that right there just shows is like the fear of the unknown is real. It's like if you didn't fear the unknown then you wouldn't you wouldn't do those things right you would just live you would just live right but the unknown is what people feel people are afraid of right so when 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 you live in fear you literally the, it, it, it's you fear the unknown the thought of the unknown it's like people want to stay in the known they want to be able to stay they want to know what is right and if they don't know, like if I start this business, what if I fail if I start this business, right? Or if I jump into this relationship, what if it doesn't work out? And what if I'm left alone? Like people, again, human beings have the ability to create illusions and fantasy. So, you know, we have our minds is always thinking about what, you know, uh, the thought of the unknown and it gets people afraid. So it keeps people in the same place. People don't see growth, which is the next question, is because out of comfort. It takes work. Like what is growth if I'm not aware of it, right? What is that growth? What does growth mean? If I'm not aware of this thing called growth, if nobody ever told me that there's a possibility to become better in life, like how does that really happen when you are being pulled in many different directions day in, day out, when you're constantly distracting yourself and you don't even know what is, right? You don't know the reality of your situation because you've been distracting yourself for so long. So this is why people stay the same. It's like they're comfortable with knowing what, you know, it's it's funny. People would stay the same and they would much rather lose in the way that they know how to lose rather than do something and then caught up in something they they don't know about, right? What if they get embarrassed? What if they get revealed? What if they die, right? which is why people don't want to take risk, but they would much rather stay in the same place because they know that they're living to the next day. People know that they're living to the next day with their current philosophy, regardless if they make moves or not, they will much rather lose in their own terms, right? I, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, if things are going to change down the road, but, you know, right now where I'm at right now, if I stay in this place, I, I at least know what to expect so then that's why people stay the same. They stay in the same place. Let's see. Um, next question. How do you... Okay. No, I answered that. I answered that. Have you ever felt like sometimes... Okay, this one's a good one. Have you, you ever felt like sometimes you were just too real and need to bring it back a little? This is the problem with today's society right? 
this is the reason why people will never solve their problems. And when I'm talking about the problems that go on in the mind, because one who is curious, one who wants to know, one who values the truth, there is no such thing as being too real. You want to know what is. You want to know the reality of your situation. You want to know who you are. You want to hear from other people's different perspectives about you know what they're going through, their experiences, and to to lie to people to just to make people feel better about their situation is 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 something that is keeping is is the reason why many people are in the same place. People stay in the same place because there's loved ones, quote unquote, loved ones who don't want to hurt people's feelings and they feel bad when they when they tell them the facts. But the truth is, you got to tell people what it is. It's the only thing that you know what? For me, it's the only thing that truly, truly matters is the fucking truth, the truth of what is going on. That's what matters. Right. So do I ever feel like sometimes I'm being just too real? No. I feel like I'm doing a service for people. I feel like I'm doing something. I'm doing a favor for people. I'm I'm helping people in the best possible way possible, like the best possible way by telling people to by by bringing awareness to the truth, by bringing awareness to the reality of your situation. And if I get you aware of that, right? If the cost of that is hurting your feelings, right? If the cost of that is getting, you know, blocked, deleted, people hating me for it, fine. Let people live in fantasy. But the people that want to hear this stuff, man, oh man, if you, if you, if you, if you listen to this stuff and you, you apply it and you observe yourself, you observe the facts, you, you observe the truth, it will help you in so many ways. Your life will never be the same, and and it almost feel like it almost feels like all areas of your life will be on point. You become more confident, right? You'll be focused. You'll take responsibility. You'll solve all your problems. It's just a better existence, man. So I don't feel bad. I don't. I don't feel like I'm just being too real. I don't believe in bringing it back a little. Whatever that means is like. Let me tell you some truth and then lie to you here. I don't believe in any of that. I feel like let me tell you the facts. Let me tell you um, what I feel. The, what I believe is 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 the truth, right? Based on observing, based on studying, based on conversations, based on what I see. Let me give you my truth, and give you the truth, and let us find the truth together. Um, I know it will change your life, and it will help you because it changed mine. So. Hopefully that answers your question. Why do you say ambition cannot be taught? Is it possible to have ambition and lose it? Um, why do you say ambition cannot be taught? Well, first of all, I say this a lot. You can't teach ambition. Now, ambition means you have a strong desire to achieve something right? You have a strong desire. That means you truly want something. You truly care. Again, when you love, you love, right? When you love, you love. When you, when you strongly want something, right? And you strongly care about something, 
you can't teach somebody to care. You can't tell somebody to care about your problems. You can't tell somebody, you know, care about your life. You can't tell somebody to care about your relationship, care about your money. If people don't care, they just don't care. There's something about their perspective. They view it in a way where it just doesn't matter to them. And you can't teach that. All you can do is lead by example. Talk about uh, your perspective and how you see it. And then if they relate to that, if you can influence that, and they'll start to care about it themselves. Like, oh, maybe that isn't something important that I'm that's going over my head, right? Um, you know, and 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 that's why it's important for you to find that on your own. So this is why I say let's find the truth together. Because of me telling you the truth, which most people want to hear, it's like most people want to be told the truth, and then they say, oh, do I care about that, or do I, or do I not? We can't force you to care, but if we get to the truth together, then now you found that on your own. Now this information is much more valuable, um, and, and it's much more, um, you would care about it more, right? So you have to find that on your own. And the next thing you said was, is it possible to have ambition and lose it? Well, you can strongly care about something and not care about it anymore, with a perspective change, right? That is growth, right? As a kid, there's certain things that you were into that you cared about, and then you grew up a little bit. You saw it from a different angle. You said, eh, you know, um, I'm not interested in that anymore. And you grew out of that, and you saw what you know, whether you lived in illusion or you uh, you cared about something that truly doesn't matter. You change your perspective. You grew. You saw reality. And things change. So, yeah, it's possible to have ambition and to lose it. Um, but my question, my thing is, if it's that easy to lose, was it actually ambition? Or was one lying to themselves? Something to think about. <clears throat> this is cool right here. Does the Illuminati exist? <laughs> That's a cool one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read what I wrote down to this person because I answered this question before, and do I think the Illuminati exists? I think the Illuminati is the biggest marketing scheme of all time. Imagine if I started to add obvious symbolisms to my videos, how many people would watch and talk about it? So in terms of the devil worshiping, worshiping stuff that people used to talk about on the internet, no, I do not. I do believe there are people who create these systems that we follow: schools, banks, religion, media, etc., are pushing an agenda. So I said, I said, I think the people who create these systems that we follow, the schools, the banks, religion, the media, are pushing an agenda. Making human beings care about things that are not real and that don't matter, which makes the mind dull, divides people, and makes us forever dependent on systems for power, leverage, and control. The human brain, especially a suffering one, is easy to manipulate. Remember, the mind at birth is a clean slate. You tell it anything long enough, it will start to believe. So I think people in power know this and continue to stay on top because of it. I think this is one of my best answers I ever given to a question. Because, you know, I was somebody who was 
into this Illuminati stuff a long time ago, like back in, like, I'll say, yeah, 10 years ago, I'll say 10 years ago, I was very into this Illuminati stuff, very aware. Oh, I got you. Oh, I see the symbolisms. I would I would read the internet, uh, watch the internet videos, see the scary videos of what's going on, the devil worshipers. Again, as I grew older, my perspective changed on life. And I started seeing the difference between a, let's just say, a Rihanna video, right? Rihanna, the entertainer, right? She's singing in a video. The difference between a Rihanna video with quote-unquote Illuminati symbolisms, which is the one I, because people were saying, oh, she's doing these symbolisms, right? She's, you know, and then she just ran with it. She took that, added it into her marketing scheme, and I would see the results of the albums or the 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 uh, the videos that had those quote unquote symbolisms and the ones that didn't, right? There were there were hundreds of millions of more views in these videos, right? You start to see, wow, mil- millions of views more than this. So it makes sense if I'm doing a campaign, and and everybody involved in this campaign, we do not believe in this stuff anyway, right? But we do it because we know people are going to study and people are going to talk about us. So as as if, if I'm in the entertainment business and I want to get people to talking, I want to be controversial because controversy creates cash. What's the best way to do it, right? People are going to be looking. They're going to continue to watch and rewind the videos and watch it over and over and over again. And they're trying to look for the things and we're given obvious symbolisms, right? just so people can can uh buy into it that's what i think people are doing and i also I, I i do think there there are people like i said in this answer who are creating these systems that we follow um to keep the human human beings in check because a, a mind that is free it's dangerous a free mind is dangerous right a mind that's not suffering a mind that thinks for itself a mind that can figure out what's actually going on is a dangerous mind. So I think, you know, getting people to believe in things like money and then things like, you know, the banks and debt and the school system and, you know, uh, things that are told on the media and some religion, right? We're talking about over 4,400 religions, active religions, right? And, you know, there's some of those that are just like people are doing it just to start a cult. That's the reality, Right. People are doing it just to have control. Um, you know, they do it for the wrong reasons. And there's other people that truly believe this is what they believe in, right? They believe in in in, in a certain religion. Like there's people with good intentions, but it's also people who are not. And that's something interesting to look at. So I think uh these people know this. People know psychology. Um People know that human beings, again, we we want to believe. We want to see that, right? We want to see that these people are devil worshipers, right? So what the what do the entertainment business do? Smart people, they give you that to give you something to talk about. And you buy into it, right? So that's my take on that. Very interesting question. <clears throat> Any book recommendations? I would recommend two books. One is called Sapiens, 
right? The book is called Sapiens. Um, I forgot the author's name, but it's 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 a very famous book, Sapiens. It's about uh, it's a, I think it's the tagline of it is a brief history of 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 mankind or human beings or something like that. Uh, but Sapiens tells you, uh, you know, the history of of human beings. I think that's a very important thing to learn, especially when you're on your journey to knowing what is, to know reality, to know where we came from. This is something that that's a good read. And another book is um, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Extremely long read, but that, again, will get you to understand human beings and uh, get you close to reality. That's some. That's a good read. That's a good book. Next question. <clears throat> Why do we lie to ourselves? Out of comfort. The truth is overwhelming, and most people live in fear. They would much rather be lied to. It makes people feel better about themselves. You feel good for the moment, but you suffer for the rest of your life. Nobody wants to hear that they are living the result of their philosophy and that the problems in the mind must be the number one priority or that they're not that good at what they do. It's telling people to take full responsibility for their existence. And who wants to do that? Only those who value truth. That was my answer that I gave in my limited space that I had to, to answer that question, but let's give it a little bit more context. People lie to themselves because again, people want to live in illusion. They want to, they want to believe in something that's not real, right? Because the truth hurts the most to those who continue to lie to themselves. That is a fact, right? Especially when you have no intention to solve your problems, when you have no intention to see what is um, lying to yourself makes the most sense, right? This is what people do. Um, they lie to themselves to make themselves feel better. Uh, it, it, it's a form of inspiration for them as well. If they lie to themselves, they can they can use that to take action and to make moves. But then the the reality kicks in. The market kicks in. Like for me, 18, 19, 20 years old, I was making videos at the time. And I was lying to myself, acting like I was somebody that I'm not, but nobody was responding to it. The reality was there, but I didn't want to see that, right? Um, you know, because I secretly knew the truth about myself. Um, people who lie to themselves secretly know, they, they know the truth, right? Um, they don't want to see it because it hurts them. So the more you lie to yourself, the more you live in fantasy, you try to turn from moment to moment, you're trying to turn that fantasy into reality. Shit, this this episode is going longer than it is. But let's just keep going. Let's keep going. This would be the longest episode I've ever done. Uh, this is a good question. And I'm going to read exactly what I wrote to this person. How would you suggest someone creating their purpose? If they don't have one, most people's minds are clouded and are being pulled in many different directions. When the mind is occupied slash distracted, it is not, uh, it cannot see reality. One of the biggest problems is most people allow problems in the mind to take root. 
by ignoring it and not, and not handling it as soon as it presents itself. Most people do not take any time to truly understand their problems. So when the so that when the insecurities, the worry, the anxiety, etc., take root, the focus now is to escape. That's when the obsessive use of drugs, alcohol, entertainment, search for hope, and the desperate attempts for a relationship begin to start. My point is, you must be free in the mind first in order to have the energy to even create a meaningful existence. You must position yourself to see clearly. How can you give yourself time to find what you love if your mind is always occupied and distracted? When the mind is clear, you see reality, you observe, you seek the truth, you become curious, you study yourself, and you try new things without any pressure. Through this process, you have the clarity to see what you were brought on this planet to do. You will see what you love and find a way to make it work for you in a big way. So that is my response. And I, I love this response to it because it's, it's what I talk about all the time. How do you suggest someone creating their purpose if they don't have one? It's like people don't have one because they're spending most of their time focusing on distractions. They're distracting myself, right? You see these same people going out, you know, always uh, uh, finding something else to do instead of searching for their purpose, instead of creating their purpose based on trying new things and and seeing what they're into and making that a true priority, journaling and, and just to study themselves, they journal just to see what, you know, their everyday moves, what are they into? What do you, what do you love to do? Right. And, uh, but people are, 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 taking the opposite approach is like without a purpose, they get bored. Right. And then they just find something to do to distract themselves. And that's like, Oh, I'm going to go take long walks for no reason. Right. Just cause I'm bored or hang out with broke minded people or, 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 you know, be a part of a relationship that I really don't care about. It's a lot of things people are doing to distract themselves and the problems in the mind and the problems of your life need to be solved. Right need to be understood in order for you to have a clear mind to be able to see what it is you were born on this planet to do. And how can you do that if you're constantly distracting yourself, right? You can't. It's it's almost impossible, right? As a matter of fact, it is impossible because your your mind is being occupied at all times on the wrong things. You're not thinking about, damn, you know, what is it that I want to do in myself? What is it that, you know, you're not trying different things, trying different fields, attempting to 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 meet new people and, and just observe, right? So that's how you do it. And for me, I found my purpose based on, you know, really, truly wanting change in my life. I saw who I was and I said, man, I really have to get close to the facts. I got to get close to the truth and address the problem. And when I was during that process, I found love for this. I found, I was like, look, man, I got, I got to bring value to this world and, and, and talk about this stuff and, and repeat myself over and over and over again, because this shit actually works. Um, mm, that's pretty much what I have for you guys today. I know this episode was pretty long. Um, and, uh, you know, these questions were questions that, you know, some were today that were, that was being asked, right? Some some people asked those questions today. Some were asked a month ago. But I felt like, you know, I, I could use this platform to give a little bit more context. 
um, give a little bit more uh, details on it. And um, I look forward to doing these more often. If you're interested in these type of podcasts, um, you know, uh, I'll do more of it. Let me know. Reach out to me, right? You can ask me a question and then um, you probably your question will probably be featured on the next episode. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, please, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, please leave a review. It'll mean a lot to me. Um, you know, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you're able to leave a review, it would mean so much to me if you do so. So thank you so much for tuning in, family. This is episode 72 of the Old Moose Podcast. Anthony Manaya signing out. Till next time, family. Peace.